Hello, I'm Dr. Wen Hao Yu from National Chang'an University Hospital, Taiwan. On behalf of all the authors, I would like to share our study on the association between the risk patterns and the hearing outcomes in infants born very preterm, which is published online this October. About 10 to 20% of infants born very preterm fail the hearing screening at discharge. The failure rate is significantly higher than that in 10 babies. Even though 80 to 90% of them would have normal hearing during follow-up, that is, transient hearing impairment. Still, 10 to 20% of very preterm infants who fail the screening would have permanent hearing loss, which is 10 times higher than infants born at 10. Compared with 10 babies, infants born very preterm experience lots of adverse exposures in the neonatal intensive care unit. Therefore, previous studies focused on how individual neonatal exposures are related with permanent hearing loss. A variety of risk factors have been identified to be associated with the permanent hearing loss. For example, low upper skull, hypertension, prolonged use of invasive mechanical ventilation, autotoxic drug exposures, hyperbilbinemia, infection, and brain injury. However, there are still some questions remain to be answered. First, risk factors associated with hearing loss usually have complex interactions, and these individual risk factors may be viewed as an interactive constellation to contribute to hearing outcomes. Second, to what degree do these risk factors contribute to different hearing outcomes, namely the normal hearing, the transient hearing impairment, and the permanent hearing loss is also unanswered. What's more, little is known about the neurodimental outcomes among the three hearing groups. Therefore, the end of our study is to determine the neurodimental outcomes and the risk patterns associated with three hearing outcome groups of infants born very preterm. Some unique designs are used in our study to answer the questions mentioned above. First, using the hearing screening at 10 equivalent age and the audiological outcome by 9 to 12 months corrected age, infants born very preterm were divided into three hearing outcome groups. Second, because risk factors associated with hearing impairment are usually correlated, we use a clustering analysis, that is, principal component analysis, to reduce these intercorrelated risks into a few weighted principal components while retaining most of the variation. And the association between these patterns and the hearing outcomes were analyzed. Third, to reduce the bias and the confounding variables associated with the small sample size in the permanent hearing loss and the transient hearing impairment groups, we used the propensity score matching in a 1 to 2 ratio to validate the results. Fourth, the neurodimental outcomes of the three hearing groups at 24 months corrected age 
were recorded for comparison. Let's take a look at the results. In this retrospective cohort study, after excluding infants with congenital anomaly microtia or incomplete data, 646 children born at normal length 30 weeks gestation were included for analysis. Among them, 90.4% were classified into the normal hearing outcome group, color in green. 6.5% into the transient hearing impairment group, colored in yellow, and the other 3.1% into the permanent hearing loss group, colored in red. For the risks of the three hearing outcomes, we can see the transient hearing impairment and the permanent hearing loss groups had a higher rate of adverse exposures than the normal hearing outcome group in several aspects including infection inflammation, hemodynamic instability, treatment for hyperbilinemia, medication exposures, ventilation support, and the brain injury. From the 10 risk factors with p-value less than 0.1 in the previous two slides, principal component analysis yield three components. Principal component 1 in blue color represents hemodynamic and respiratory instability, including the duration of inotropic agents, invasive mechanical ventilation, and the frequency of fresh frozen plasma transfusion. Principal component 2 in green color represents autotoxic medication and oxygen exposure such as frequencies and the durations of using diuretics, aminoglycoside, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, and oxygen exposure. Principal component 3 in yellow color represents infection documented by blood culture and hyperbilinemia requiring intensive phototherapy. Infants of the three hearing outcomes had a different severity distribution of the three risk components generated by principal component analysis. For principal component 1, that is, hemodynamic and respiratory instability, the permanent hearing loss and the transient hearing impairment groups had a significantly higher scores, indicating higher severities compared to the normal hearing group. In contrast, the three groups had comparable scores for principal components 2 and 3. We then used a multivariable multinominal relogist regression model to examine the interactions among the principal components and the other categorical risk factors associated with hearing outcomes. Hemodynamic and respiratory instability in principal component 1 was significantly associated with both transient hearing impairment and the permanent hearing loss. The presence of severe intraventricular hemorrhage further increased the risk of permanent hearing loss. Finally, we used the propensity score matching analysis to validate the results. After matching, hemodynamic and respiratory instability remained a significant risk for permanent hearing loss, confirming its strong association with adverse hearing outcomes. 
is 24 months of corrected age, infants in a permanent hearing loss and transient hearing impairment groups had a significantly higher rate of cognitive delay, motor delay, and cerebral palsy, suggesting these patients could have extensive neurodevelopmental deficits in addition to hearing impairment and a comprehensive neurodevelopmental follow-up program is necessary. In summary, this paper has two take-home messages. First, about 10% of very bitter infants failed the hearing screening at 10 equivalent age, and these infants have a higher rate of neurodevelopmental impairment at follow-up. Second, we identified three risk patterns associated with hearing outcomes by principal component analysis. With increasing hemodynamic and respiratory instability being the most significant risk pattern associated with hearing impairment, and the severe intraventricular hemorrhage being the additional risk factor for permanent hearing loss. Therefore, bundle critical care targeting on hemodynamic and respiratory instability and intraventricular hemorrhage may help to improve hearing outcomes in very pretend infants. This is the end of my talk. Thanks for your attention.